1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian podcast is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Fun, safe, and stress-free gatherings were hard to plan until now. For only $99, you can reserve a theater for a private showing for up to 20 of your friends and family. Details online at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Not well. Not well at all. I know. I'm, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm in my backyard warming up my arm, uh, you know, to try out. <laughs> put oh, me it's in, all a big joke, isn't it, Gary? It's just a big <laughs> joke over there in Michigan. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody's rolling their eyes about the same way. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have it quite quite the same way with Stafford. That was a relatively gracious exit. You know, when a sub goes on backup power in the movies, it's always nothing but red lights are on in the sub, Uh you know, to indicate that you're you're really in trouble here. That's what we have going on here. It's nothing but red lights. Exactly. But it's not like you couldn't see it coming. I mean, this was so easily predictable starting a year ago with I needed to get a strong drink. On right. draft night and blah blah blah. I mean, for sure. I mean, it, but it just seems there's a more gracious way to for this to be happening. Well, maybe you could make a call. That is, oh, you know, I will see. You know, you know, uh, you know. What can you say, Aaron? You know, the 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 answer is gracious. The question hey, is, how you, should you? <laughs> you took Jeopardy and football and slammed them into one punch to the face. I'm sure I'm not the only one doing that. Very today. creative. Very nice. <laughs> Well, at least, you got, at least your uh, defensive back feels a little bit stronger this morning. Oh no, the uh, the whole the whole, all the D backs quit this morning when they found out we drafted a D back last night. They said after uh, they yeah. had after they had a strong drink. After they had a strong drink, the whole the entire secondary quit. Oh man! <laughs> all right, they well, be I can used do to... I can do that too. I'll start doing those drills. I'll start I'll start chasing the squirrels around to get some uh, get some uh, chipmunks, some cones out in the backyard, backpedal around them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tire swing, throw the ball through it a few times. All right, yep. on to music news. Sure. Uh, let's start right here. Genesis, they're coming yeah. to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, we had talked last week that uh, they, they were teasing it a little bit. Now, the irony of this, of course, is because of you know the pandemic and everything, they've had to postpone yet again their European dates. So, okay, it's, it's not safe to be in Europe, but let's go to North America. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. They're going to kick off on November 15th. Uh, down there in Chicago at the United Center. And certainly us us music fans are are seeing various lights at the end of the tunnel here. This could well happen. You know, it's going to be a a one-month tour, uh, you know, going hitting, I think it's 14 cities. Chicago's the closest. It'll get to Milwaukee, even though Milwaukee native Daryl Sturmer is still playing with the band. You'd think they could play his hometown. But uh, we'll see. I I think it's exciting. You know, the Phil's son, Nick, is going to be on drums, as we've noted, and Phil will probably be sitting center stage, but the Phil Collins shows were good. I think there's no reason to think that the, these won't be fun Genesis shows to see. So, yeah, no drum playing for Phil, obviously. No, no. He has this little drum box he plays. He okay. played, I forget which song it was on, but... Yeah, no, he won't. They won't. That's the one thing it'll miss is the big dual drum solo thing that was always a highlight of the show. But, you know, so be it. That was uh, part of the show, watching Phil sing out front and then walk back to the right. drums. But they don't do any 
Phil Collins in the air tonight stuff no. when they're out doing Genesis, right? No, no, it's all Genesis. Yeah. So when they do Home by the Sea and they go into that big whole drum thing, it's just one it'll drummer just, now? Just, it'll just be Nick. You know, maybe they'll do on video. You know, maybe you'll see Phil playing drums on video. But, but yeah, he can't, he can't anymore. So. No, right. He physically is unable to do that. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, I put it at a solid 50-50. It'll happen. All right, this yeah. uh, this Dave Grohl documentary. What drives us? What, right. I'm not sure what what are we talking about here. Okay, this is a new this is a new documentary he made where he interviews a bunch of other rock stars, Ringo Starr, uh, Slash and Duff from Guns N' Roses, the rest of the Foo Fighters, uh, Saint Vincent, a, a hilarious Brian Johnson from ACDC, and ostensibly it it's about talking to these people about the time they spent touring in vans. You know, and their their very earliest touring experiences. It it's more. I've I've had a chance to see it, and it's more of a philosophical. You know, what drives us? What drives us to make music? How did we get started? Why do we do this? It's it's all right. You know, I, it's not it's not as good as some of the other film things he's been involved in. But you know, there's there's some good stuff. And like I say, Brian Johnson's just hysterical. Anytime you put him on a screen. So uh, that's to, that's debuting today. It's part of the Coda Collection, which is a new a new streaming service dedicated to music films, and it's part of Amazon Prime Video. So if you have your Amazon Prime Video, you have to pay extra for this service. Um, but but you can also get music. Of all the guys in the world that shouldn't be standing in front of me with this handout again, it's Jeff Bezos, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't figure out a way to fold this in as, as you know, just part of the overall service. But, you know, you you do have to, you can get a, you, I think they give, they offer like a one week free, uh, you know, free sampling of Dakota. So that may be a way to just, this is a good reason to dip your toe in the water, see if you like the service and if you're, you're willing to pay for it. I think Bezos has uh, the red ass that, uh, Elon Musk got that NASA contract. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I read a clip this on making, that. This is making up for it. Yeah. And nobody's asked Bezos to host Saturday Night Live yet. So, yeah. Another one, yeah. What does a guy got to do? <laughs> I know. Uh, how's uh, Brittany? Brittany's all right. You know, we're going to be hearing from her. She uh, she has petitioned the court. How is be- this going to go, though? How is, is Brittany going to come off as well? She seemed like she really had it together, or is this going to be a... No, I think she's absolutely, I think they are, you know, it takes place June 23rd. I wouldn't be su- su- surprised if it becomes a pay-per-view streaming event. Yeah. Um, but uh, she, will, she will go in front of the, uh, the judge to talk about her conservatorship. Nobody's saying what she's going to say about it yet. Presumably that I don't think I need a conservator anymore. And you can bet in the almost two months they have to prep her. She will be she will be ready, and she will she will present herself as as competent and lucid and you know ready ready to be an adult. Meanwhile, uh, you'll recall that her dad Jamie Spears has requested to be uh, repaid a certain amount of money you know for his attorney fees. Now the mom Lynn Spears is going after Jamie, saying no 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 no, there's no way he ran up those kind of fees, and Jamie. Jamie has responded with basically a Jane, you ignorant, you know what um, <laughs> res- response, saying that no, these are and all. And then we the- wonder why Britney's the way she is, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Uh, so it's like, oh, you know, you can't just look at her parents and go right there. That's it. Again, another pay-per-view event ready to happen.
but we will hear from Brittany on June 23rd, so mark it on the calendar. So if everything goes smoothly in court for Brittany when she gets in front of this judge, could he? will he take this under advisement and think about it and get yeah, back to them? Yeah, that's probably what she'll do. It's actually a she, Brenda Penny, okay. uh, Penny right, is she. the judge. And uh, I suspect, yeah, there, will, there won't be a ruling that day like, oh, you look like you got it together. Okay, no more conservatorship. All right. So um, there, there will be I, – I'm not entirely sure how long – you know, it is between hearings, but at the next hearing is probably when she would make the ruling. And at that point, if it all goes in, I just get the feeling it's still, there's going to be some caveat or attachment that, you know, she's not completely on her own. I just, for some maybe, reason, they there just, may be, there may be a partial step, you know, something along the You know, the John lines Hinckley of, shot the president. And he's out walking around yeah. on his own on the streets of America. Brittany, well, I'm sure Brittany can get out and walk around. Well, Brittany can she walk around, yeah. She's ain't in charge of her own money. Right. I and, just, you know, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what kind of, you know, it, it may get very creative. I guess my point is there are got to be other people who probably could use this sort of guidance and Overseeing mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than Britney Spears. No. Yes, no, more. Know, more I think you, you, that's not a bad point, and we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. This uh, Kiss documentary is that going to be before or after Britney Spears? Because <laughs> um, I don't want after, those running into each well, other. Well, <laughs> technically, it's it's after, but it's also before. So we're talking about uh, this new documentary, Kiss Story, of course, or I guess it would pronounce Kiss Story. Yeah, Anyway, it's going to be shown two parts. It's a four-hour, you know, it's kind of a history of the Eagles type of thing, if you will, June 27th and 28th on A&E, but it's going to be premiered at the beginning of June at the Tribeca Festival in New York, where Kiss is going to do a kind of a secret outdoor concert to accompany the premiere of the movie. But it's an in-depth look with uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons uh, participating, authorizing, uh, some reports say Ace and, and Peter will be part of it. Others don't mention them. And then you'll have a bunch of a bunch of friends and admirers. Dave Grohl, of course. All, you know, it's, it's an opening of an envelope. All uh, four hours at once at the at the film festival. Probably, yeah, yeah, I don't know. These film festivals, what they usually cow. divide it up to as well. So, okay. um, but no, it's, I, I think it'll be good. Meanwhile, Netflix, if if you haven't had enough. Uh, huh. Net Netflix is reportedly fast tracking a deal for a biopic. Is so this going to be like the uh, the Motley Crue thing that they did? Yeah, kind of. All right, kind of. Uh, although they're saying, you know, they I mean they do have a director uh, Joachim Ronig um, from he's best known for Contiki. Uh, you know, he's from Norway. How does that qualify? Yeah, You're the Chris the the Kiss uh, biopic. You know, if it means you know somebody at Netflix. <laughs> Um, you know, but but you know, he sounds like a competent, certainly a competent enough director. And yeah, you know, it'll be about the whole band's life. They're saying they'll go back to Queens when they formed and met each other, and you know, yada yada, all the way up to the current day. So, getting back to well, the- you know, if you can uh, get uh, a video uh, film of a reed raft out on the ocean, setting up for a concert would be be easy after that yeah even though you do have to create the hottest band in the world yeah getting back to the uh to the to the uh, the the biography the documentary yeah um you mentioned the eagles the eagles brought people in who they didn't necessarily end on good good terms with glenn yeah. johns bernie bernie, bernie Ladin, 
Uh, Don Felder still comes by because I think they still have a lawsuit yeah. going and I th- there. I think Randy Meisner, they even had archival stuff with him in there. They had l- small things with Randy, but if you're not going to bring those back for the document, you have to bring back every band member and let them tell their story, don't you, for a full documentary? Well, yeah, you know, yes and no. I mean, dude, you know, if uh, Bruce Kulick isn't in this documentary, I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm not saying he deserves 20 minutes, but you no. have to... You got to pop him in there and uh, just get his take on things, right? Yeah, I don't, you know, certain, I don't think you have to have everybody, but you do have to. There's certain people you do have to have. If they do this, if they were to do this without Ace and Peter, it would be wrong. But I'm sure they are. Um, and then you know, you have Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer, the current guys. You know, Vinnie Vincent would be good to have because he spent significant amount of time in the band. Yeah, you know, that's I. I don't think it necessarily has to be every single person. Well, this is the kind of news that we've called this already. What do we call this? What Friday? This is a brutal Friday. We've called this, and here's a brutal thing: Bob Seger and his <laughs> bass player are yep. having a falling out. Well, yep. Um, Chris Campbell, the bass player. Chris the original Campbell's bass. been with him from like he's the original guy. Yeah, he's, from he's, day one. The Silver Bullet Band has never had another bass player. So Chris Campbell uh, filed suit this week, you know, here in uh, here in the Detroit area, in Oakland County. Uh, he's charging Bob and his manager Punch Andrews and the attending companies that they operate, uh, you know, on five counts of breach of contract, three related to touring, two related to recording. Uh, the bombshell in the lawsuit was a. You know, was was revealing that apparently the fin- the longtime financial manager, you know, for the Seeger camp embezzled the company, and one of the things Chris Campbell is charging, you know, Seeger and his manager with is using funds that should have been paid for him to recoup some of what was embezzled. That's a that's that's made that's even bigger than the, that's part of the breach of contract. Uh, you know, counts, but that's a major part of it. So was everybody dinged by this account and everybody in the band? Well, that's it. I mean, people, you know, if you're not, if you're other members of the band, you're running back to your financial statement saying, wait, did I get everything I was due? And, and are they, are they recouping their losses through me in any way? Now, you know, there aren't probably the, there are probably only two other entities within the silver bullet band that have a deal Similar to Chris Campbell, one would be the estate of Alto Reed, who passed away at the end of December, and the other would be Craig Frost, the keyboardist, who's been with them since, like, 78 or so. Is so I can't, something... I can't imagine the regular touring musicians, you know, would have the same kind of deal those guys would have. Is this something he has to do uh, so all the paperwork lines up and they can shuffle money back and forth, or is it? Real bad blood. Well, they, they, you know, according to the suit, he's been they've been negotiating and requesting information uh, since last year, and and other people tell me, you know, even before last year, you know, they've kind of been at loggerheads. So this is just to get things off the dime. Um, obviously, it's pretty much over. You know, Seeger's not going back out for another tour or anything like that. So I'm sure the thinking in Camp Campbell, uh, which is known as Crisco Inc. As in Chris Company, okay. is uh, is that okay? You know, we, we're we're kind of at endgame here. We we need to get all the ducks in order, all the eyes dotted, t's crossed. If we have more time, I can come up with more metaphors. Uh, <laughs> but you know, basically, basically, you know, to get everything in order and you know, walk away feeling like he he got what he should get. Do we know what we're talking about dollar wise? 
No, we don't. The okay. only the only specific claim in there is that in the recouping for the embezzlement, you know, they're they're claiming that eight hundred thousand dollars that should have gone to Chris Campbell was was taken, you know, in, in recouping those losses. Yeah, I would want that back. I would, uh, yeah, want, I would want my eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 kind of a shame. Obviously, it hits hard here in Detroit, where people know and love these guys. But you know, you hate to see a band that that you know people who were together for so long have to go through something like this. But you know, my anticipation is it'll you know they'll go through various stages of discovery and things like that, and ultimately settle out of court. All right. Uh, why won't Bink, Mick Jagger uh, do his memoirs? He thinks it's boring. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he, did. He, said, he said he sat down to, uh, you know, to do it, you know, to write it at one point because he'd, he'd been offered, you know, a great deal of money, uh, you know, that he had to give back, actually. And he just called, he called the exercise dull and upsetting. Dull <laughs> uh, and upsetting. To, that's yeah, that's an upsetting. odd combo. Right. So, you know, he's he's not really... Uh, he realizes he told the stories like, hey, man, I look like a jerk in all these stories. That's possibly, possibly. Yeah. You know, possibly. <laughs> there there may also be, because, you know, anybody who's going to pay you a lot of money for a memoir wants wants the dirt. And they want the mud. They don't, don't, don't just want the dirt. And if you're looking at your dirt or your mud and thinking, eh, you know, I don't want the world to know this about me. And also, if I do say this out in the open... Somebody could come after me for it. Um, you, you back away from it. And he couldn't. He couldn't possibly be doing it for the paycheck. He has yeah, mountains no, he, right. of money. Right. So he he's in the rare position of being able to give the money back. Exactly. Where you know other artists, you know, when they do memoirs, partly it's because it would be a good revenue stream for them. Yeah, unconventional revenue, right there. Exactly. All right. Let's wrap up with this one: Janet Jackson and Nipplegate. Yeah, so, you know, the same folks who gave us the uh, Britney Spears documentary are now apparently making, you know, in there making a documentary about the 2004 Super Bowl incident, i.e. Nipplegate. Uh, They're going to talk, they say they're going to talk to everybody, you know, involved, dancers, stylists, directors, whoever they can get to go on camera. No word yet on whether Janet or Justin Timberlake are going to be part of it. Justin's Justin's camp has has said that, you know, this is actually about the tenth one of these that people have tried, but, you know, they're hoping they include all sides in the matter. You know, the best way to include Justin's side, of course, would be for him to actually sit and talk about it and his managers to talk about it. So this is one I'll watch. All right. You know, framing Britney Spears was more of a propaganda piece, but, but this one sounds like it could be exciting. All right. Very good. Hey, there you go. Who the Lions? Say, I guess we could say we hope it bears all. Who the Lions <laughs> take? Did the did the Lions take a lineman last night? See, the Lions did. They got. Uh, yeah. I think it's pronounced Panace Well from yeah. Oregon. Okay, that's, yeah. that's that's who they needed. All right. Uh, you know, they needed a good offensive tackle and need to build up the line. So. Who who the Steelers take? The team Steelers you really like? Uh, Steelers took on Najee Harris. Okay, so, out of Alabama. Yes. Right, and they need they needed you know they're they're letting James Conner go, so they need a running back. Now they now they need an offensive line for him to run behind. All right. Well, enjoy so, the draft. We're we're not. I thought last well, year's draft went about as bad as it could go, but nope, I was wrong. Well, like I say, let you know, let the team know I'm in my backyard practicing. <laughs> I look good. I look good in green. I'll t- we'll be sure to let them know when they never call. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Gary. All right, Harry, you have a good week. Talk to you, you next too. week. Bye. He is having way too much fun at our sports expense.